This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Strap in, douche waffles. Shit's about to get weird. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Tim Timebomb, Leone D'Antonio, Lauren and Trevor Shan, Austin Wilkin, and Rachel Tejada. Let's go! Hey, I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor. And, and we're, we're the, the Boo Crew! Welcome to episode 77. We are hanging with Olivia Alan Lind, one of the stars of the new Netflix series, Daybreak. If you're listening to this at time of release, available starting Thursday, October 24th. She plays foul-mouthed 12-year-old pyromaniac Angelica, who's managed to survive the apocalypse with a school full of teens. Unfortunately for them, all the adults have turned into zombies. Find out everything you need to know about this witty and gory zombie comedy that works like a mashup of Glee, The Walking Dead, and Mad Max Fury Road. Olivia is just outstanding in it. She is a massive horror fan who has been to more haunts than you can count, has attended a seance, and whose entire amazing family has been closely involved with the genre. Check it out, and try not to get bit out there, would ya? Hey ghoulies, this is Olivia Allen Lind, and you are burning through another episode of The Boo Crew. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew Autopsy. So what's life like during the apocalypse? Brace yourself, I take you on a trip down memory lane. It's awesome. There's no rules left because adults turn into what we call ghoulies. The world is backwards. I just fit in way better now. I'm sure there are still jocks, nerds, and cheerleaders. But I have everything I ever wanted. But it's not about having cool shit. It's about being cool as shit. Joining the Boo Crew in the Speakeasy studio is an award-winning, gifted young actress who at only 12 has accomplished things most have never even dreamt about. She has been Emmy-nominated for her role as Faith Newman in the iconic TV series The Young and the Restless, a character she's been playing for eight years. She has starred in countless projects, blended with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, portrayed a young Dolly Parton in Coat of Many Colors and Christmas of Many Colors Circle of Love, was in Blumhouse's Dark Skies, released in 2013, recurring roles in ABC's Revenge and the show Transparent. In 2018, played Olivia in the hilarious retelling of Overboard with Anna Faris and Eugenio Derbez. She is here to tell us all about her new genre show for Netflix Daybreak. If you're listening to this at time of release, season one, available Thursday, October 24th, we are honored to welcome Olivia Allen Lynn. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, first of all. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. So congratulations on this incredibly exciting show. We watched episode one today. It is a true breath of fresh air. Thank you so much. It's so fun. I mean, especially your character, which we'll talk about in a second. So you had the opportunity to premiere this at New York Comic Con. Yes, we did. How was that experience being there? I mean, it was my first time at any Comic Con. So getting to go to the New York one, it was amazing. New York is like my favorite place. So getting to premiere my show there was such an experience I'll definitely never forget. And I heard the reaction was pretty insane for it too. Yes, it was so fun to be in a room full of people who had never seen it and just hear how they react to it because I had seen the first episode before, like very rough and it was fun seeing it all together and then also seeing everybody else's reactions around me. For a Comic-Con audience, there's all sorts of eye candy for them in this show. Oh yes, for sure. And a lot of references 
references to things that they all like, right? Exactly. Like pop culture stuff. Yes, pop culture, everything, a bunch of old Ferris Bueller movies, like Ferris yeah. Bueller's Day Off. It's a mix of all of these movies that are very sci-fi and they pay homage to all of them, which is really cool. That's actually one of my favorite parts about the show. Tell us a little bit about, for those who don't know when they're getting ready to watch this show, what it's all about. Daybreak is a post-apocalyptic world. It's about this world after the apocalypse and how if all the adults died and they were like zombies, what it would be like if the teens could control the world. But the thing I love about Daybreak is that in all these apocalypse shows or movies, you see this world as a traumatic, crazy, like dramatic show or a movie. And we're putting a optimistic spin on it and that the apocalypse could be the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm obsessed with it and I'm so excited for the world to see it. Your character, Angelica, is is a far cry from, say, the role of Mary Ellen in American Girl Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you, yes. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about your character? So Angelica is a 10-year-old pyromaniac <laughs> rebel. I love her. She, in the pre-apocalypse, she's kind of excluded from her family and she's homeschooled and she doesn't have many friends. When the apocalypse happens, she finds it as an excuse to find her tribe and find the people who will be there for her and the people who will love her and have her back because she never had that in the pre-apocalypse. Even though she's trying to find this tribe, she still has the tendency to push people away because she has her guard up from people just not liking her and being mean to her and I love the turn she makes in the series because she really starts to open up and it was really fun to get to play the different dimensions of the kind of bratty 10-year-old and the vulnerable 10-year-old that in the apocalypse I feel like that would scare any kid it was very fun she has lots of dimensions and she's great <laughs> she has lots of cool costumes and weapons yes, for I sure. mean amazing stuff do you get to keep any of that stuff well Angelica wears Doc Martens that yes. are, have like hand-painted flowers on them they're wheels on the bottom they're like Achilles. oh that's cool yeah. those were my definitely my favorite part of the entire costume I love them so much I actually got to keep them because my feet grow so fast my feet are so big for my age. <laughs> it's like scary. So they were like, you know what? Next season, or if, we, if there is a next season, crossing my fingers, if there is a next season, your feet are not going to be able to fit in these. Yeah. So might as well just have, you'd let you keep them. So I got to keep those. I couldn't wear them for the longest time because the show wasn't out and I didn't want to like spoil them all. Right, right, right. But once the show, now that the show's out, I need to try them on and see if they still fit. That's <laughs> rad. So those custom Doc Wheels, they, they were don't custom exist, right? Doc Martens. Oh, that's, that's so cool. They're the coolest things ever. Oh. It was so much. Gosh, how about your flamethrower? Did you get to keep that? I did not get to keep that, but that was still really fun. It was an actual flamethrower. Really? Oh. Like, but all like the parts were taken out, so it wasn't like a functional one. Yeah, yeah. Like they like it was like gutted, but you know, it was pretty heavy, but <laughs> it was crazy. They also had like a foam one, just in case I had to do any stunts or anything. It had like a foam one that was so cool. It was like completely foam and rubber. That's just, awesome. Yeah. For any of those like pyro effects, how did they do that? Was that like after effects digitally it was, or yeah, it was okay. after effects? Yeah. 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 They couldn't do a flamethrower on set. Right, right. <laughs> I wish they did. I wish they would have let me, but they didn't. And they have you uh, cussing like a sailor in the... <laughs> yeah, they, they 
do. It's it's fun though. I, I love playing characters that are out of my comfort zone. I love playing characters that allow me to do stuff I can never do in my real life. That was a really interesting part about Angelica. Oh, I bet. Just the writing on the show in general, it has all those kind of surprises and that's really what makes it refreshing because it's all yeah. things you wouldn't expect and when you start talking, you would not expect that <laughs> to come out of your mouth or yes. you walking around with a flamethrower, for instance. But that, that's part of what makes it exciting. There are a bunch of things about Daybreak that you would not expect and as soon as you think you know everything about it, there's another twist and turn. So just keep watching because it's a crazy one. What was your take when you first saw the script and you saw maybe things that characters were looking at the camera and talking to the camera for a while and then entering back into a scene or... Well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was my favorite movie of all time. Oh, it's are literally you my favorite movie of all time. I love it so much. So when I realized that they're paying homage to Ferris Bueller and many other movies, I was so excited. And when I realized everybody kind of gets their own take on it, I feel like that's such an interesting view that they... I feel like you've never seen the TV show before. You get to see everybody... See the apocalypse through everybody's eyes. And yeah. especially with Josh getting to talk to the camera and voiceover and everything. It's really fun. And the director, Brad Payton. He's the best. I love Brad. He's the best director. And we had act- we had different directors for every two episodes. Oh, cool. And all of them were amazing. But we were very lucky with directors and our writers and our producers. Everybody was just amazing. Did they have you go back to prepare for this role and this show by consuming any media or watching, like reading the graphic novel? Because I know this is based on a graphic novel. Well, Did you have to go into that world? Or Yes, I did actually do some research about the graphic novel. I rewatched Ray Wheeler and all of like the old like Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. I watched all of those yeah. to see all like the stories that they paid homage to. Yeah. I definitely did my homework on the entire role and all of the secrets that you would not technically expect there for me, but you, they're hidden in there if you look hard enough. <laughs> Wanted to ask you about a particular scene in the first episode that people will see. There's a balloon fight of sorts. Yes. Was that a particularly is. fun scene to show? It looked that like it was, was a blast. That was the most fun scene I've ever shot in an entire, <laughs> yeah, an entire life. It was so much fun. I felt like I was like a little kid doing a like balloon water balloon fight. It was so much fun. And you guys will see what we're talking about because it's not at your ordinary water balloon fight. <laughs> it takes place in Glendale. Yes. And we are super close to Glendale. Yeah. Did you guys film around Glendale or was it all in sound stages? We filmed it all in Albuquerque. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. We were uh, we filmed the entire thing at Albuquerque Studios. It was all in Albuquerque in the middle of nowhere, but we still had fun. The mall set was completely on a sound stage. The entire really? mall set. The high school was on a sound stage. The only thing that really wasn't on a sound stage was the exterior of the mall and the exterior of the high school. The cityscapes and everything were those sound stage or were those actual practical locations like the sets look insane and one of the things that I that I really loved a lot is that post-apocalyptic look of that city that's just been blown to smithereens and burnt yes. out cars and there's like a missile sitting in someone's driveway oh my god like, yeah. <laughs> it was, was that all no just, that was all um out that was not us so did they, they build a little city they just built like a little city on different parts of cities and you wow. would sometimes at the end of the day you would see them like cleaning it up and it's just crazy how they transform a street that's completely normal into this post-apocalyptic world it's we have the best like set deck and everything there's gore in this this is probably your first project you've ever been in that's had yes lots of gore lots of crazy deaths and and ghoulies and blood everywhere definitely very gory and i haven't actually i've never done anything that's as gory as this but it was really fun because i'm obsessed with halloween and gore and anything like that well we'll talk about that i love halloween as you know 
house. You can <laughs> so tell by the house. Um, <laughs> favorite. So what do you do on Halloween? Like, what's your favorite thing to do on the actual day? Oh, we do everything. We, well, leading up to Halloween, first of all, we go to every single haunted house in like a 60 mile radius. Like, <laughs> every single one. We hit all of them. Our house is always decorated for Halloween, like two months in advance. Yes. Always. We, it's the so way to fun. Do it. On Halloween, I always try to make like the best costume. I start thinking about my costume like a month in advance. I always make sure that my costumes are like either like dead something or uh, well last year I was like a creepy dead doll. Nice. The year before that I was dead Harley Quinn. Oh cool. This year awesome. I'm gonna probably be dead Little Red Riding Hood. I'm always dead. <laughs> always. Awesome. And then usually just like trick or treating with friends and maybe oh yes teeping houses. My mom's in the back. She's fine. <laughs> teeping houses. We always Is that a teeping family houses. tradition? Yeah. No, Sounded like, like it was a family tradition. No yes it's definitely family tradition. It's it's like one of our like Christmas traditions but it's like on Halloween. That's so great. Houses. Yes. Oh, so, rad. so it's clearly something your whole family is into. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been watching scary movies and going to haunted houses since I was less than one. That's like, incredible. Yeah. Do you remember the first scary movie you saw? I think it was Saw. Wow. I think it was Saw. That's good. I, just <laughs> I think it was because my sisters, my mom left the house one day and my sisters were already into the scary stuff because when I was born, they were already like five or whatever. And my older sister was like eight or nine. So she was like all like, I love scary stuff. I love haunted houses. I love all of this. So she was like, I want to watch a scary movie and I want you guys to watch it with me. And me and my sister, we were, we were like two years younger than her. We're just like, um, okay. I was three and my sister was probably five. So we were like, okay, let's do it. And it was like, Saw. It's, 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 exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> wow. What are some of your favorite scary movies? Scream. All of the Scream movies. Those are classics. I love those. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a great one. Like the original or the... Oh, the original. We actually went to the Griffith Park movie in the dark. Okay, like yeah, movie I remember in the that. park thing. And that, yeah. they played Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was so much fun. We always go to like movie nights in the park. We did. We went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for oh. all of those movies. We love those. Friday the 13th. It's so hard to pick up my favorite one, but probably the Scream movies if I had to. We'll go back to, you know, again, Halloween in Los Angeles for anyone listening who doesn't live in this area. I mean, Halloween here really starts September, right? Like oh, yes. Almost beginning of September. Yeah. And the, the haunts start firing up and everything. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite haunts that you like? Well, I've been going to the Haunted Hayride since I was one. In Griffith Park in here Griffith in LA. Park. Yeah. Um, Haunted Hayride is like my top one. I went to a Not Scary Farm for the second time this year. It was so good. It was so, so good. good. So awesome. Was, so all fun. the roller coasters, they did pitch black. It was in the dark. So it was, you're like going down like a hill, but you don't see where you're landing. It was so fun. If you guys are looking for one to go to, definitely go to Knott's. I went to Universal Horror Nights mm-hmm. for the first time this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, w- it was really good. I really liked it. It was really fun. I love Universal, and I've never been to the Horror Nights. So I went this year with my cast. Very we, we, cool. Every single thing we've done horror-related, I've done it with my cast from Daybreak. We're literally a big family. We do every, we like hang out every single weekend. My Instagram is just like loaded with pictures of us doing random stuff. Those are probably like my top three ones if you're looking for haunted stuff to do. Oh, 
also this one i forgot where it was but it's basically a thing where you have to sign a waiver and they can touch like the monsters or whatever can touch you oh yeah it's this crazy one it's really far away i forgot what part of town it's in this is 17th door 17th door, door. Oh, you yeah. did that thing yes, you always tell me about that the well, other night John. when laura and i were looking at each other yeah john, john schnitzer who made a documentary called haunters the art of the scare where he yeah. go into haunted houses oh you guys should watch that. oh my gosh oh my that's God. one to watch yes. but yeah it's on netflix 17th door he was telling us and we were like i think they electrocute you yeah there. they can electrocute you they and Roaches? I did that. Yeah, roaches. We got covered in roaches. They were like roaches. <gasps> they were cockroaches on our car the entire like night after. Like live roaches. Yes. Oh they my like gosh. cover you in them. So I mean, it, were you scared at all during well, that? It was two years ago, so I was Whoa. 10. <laughs> Amazing. I was 10. Yeah, I was ten. It was it was crazy, but I had fun. I'm cra- I'm like weird and crazy. At one point, they can like grab like a random person and separate them from the group, and then that person has to go by themselves the entire time. Me and my mom actually went together because my mom they chose my mom, but she didn't want to leave me, so she was like, "I'm taking her with me." So me and my mom they put us in this coffin, and they were like poking us. Wow. <laughs> it was like really weird. And that then sounds they, like, awesome. <laughs> we we went to a room where they like covered us in like it was like a ball pit or something. Oh yeah, it was That's like. What you're it was crazy, but it was really fun. Now I feel like we got to oh, try My it. sister had to put her um hand down a toilet. Oh my gosh. To find a key. It was like a gross, like green Ugh. toilet. It was, yeah. You guys are all hardcore into this. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Did I mean, you guys ever do Delusion? Oh, Delusion. Delusion? So Where's that? Every year it's somewhere else, but they go to like an old historic home oh. and they put on like a haunted play. Inside and then the you're house, part yeah. of the play. Small and- groups, like 10 to 12 oh people. God. Usually, like if you yeah. just your family or whatever you go in and as soon as you walk in the house the score starts and the play happens so it feels like it's a beautiful experience actually it really feels like you're in a living breathing horror film and to move the story along they'll get you to interact with the actors and or like climb into a coffin climb into a coffin and then you take the key and you unlock something and then there's like a note it's like part escape room and I love escape yeah yeah it's like escape room and haunt blended together and it's done by the details from you guys oh you guys love it go. It's run by the guy who's like the stunt coordinator for movies like The Dark Knight and Iron Man. So they have people rigged up crawling on the ceilings oh and it's bed. just lifting. lifting. Like, yeah, we were hiding under a bed. It flew cool. up in the sky. And we were and like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. At, speaking of Daybreak, our cast, one of the biggest thing we did in Albuquerque, because there's not much to do there, was escape rooms. That's literally what we <clears> did every single weekend, because we were we became really close from like the moment we met each other. Every weekend we were doing stuff and we were like, okay, because me and my castmate Gregory Cossie and we're both under 21 so it's not like we could like go out with them and like do all of that so we were like okay what's a thing that we can do that won't get old that we can do as a group and it's like super fun perfect escape rooms there yeah. was one there was a great one that was like down the street from us so literally we were doing that every single weekend it was great you must be a pro like you probably walk oh, in any escape room no, and go okay yes, pick for this sure. up I know what's not you know but no, that, that allude that allude was it called delusion 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 yeah. that one would we would love because we love scary stuff and yeah, it's, it's escape room so. so fun it's really fun and we love Reign of Terror have you done that? I love Reign of Terror oh, it's one of my favorites it's one of my favorites yeah we're Great. thinking of making that maybe our daughter's first one because she's she's 10 and she real, she's starting to ask us she's like yeah. where do you guys go I want to go and do one of these Reign haunted of Terror houses. is a good one yeah, or maybe the Haunted Hayride the Haunted Hayride's pretty good too that was my yeah. first one and the cool thing about the Haunted Hayride is actually that Griffith Park Zoo where it yeah. takes place is actually haunted for real yeah so it's got a cool kind of vibe to it yeah. Too. yeah and also the hayride's good for our first because if they're scared they can just sit in the middle yeah 
true. You exactly. sit in the middle of the hayride and you can just like hide. And yeah, exactly. Right. Talk a little bit about just briefly your family's history with horror. So your sister Emily yes. was in The Babysitter, yes. which is amazing. We love that movie. We oh love that God. movie. And she's also in Doctor Sleep. Right? Yes, Doctor yeah. Sleep. Yeah. It's coming out November 8th. Yeah, I believe November, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then 8th, yeah. Natalie, yes. she's in Kevin Williamson show. Yes, right, yes. Right. Uh, tell me a story. Tell me a story. Yes. She was in The Gifted. She was in a movie called Playdate. I think Mockingbird, which I believe was a Blumhouse film. Yeah. And then your mom was in Ghoulies Four and <laughs> The Terror Within Two. Speaking of, also post-apocalyptic mutants wait, were in that movie wait, as well. I haven't heard about that. <laughs> watch some of your more of your movies. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so you guys have horror in your blood. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I want to ask you if there was a real life apocalypse and you. Could could pick just a handful of horror films to bring with you what would those be <gasps> oh to watch over yeah over? exactly ones that you you just like your essential okay. ones to bring with you again i'm gonna say scream cool like the original like right. the first scream scream one, scream one. Ooh, that's a hard one i'm trying to think of ones that i could like watch over and over and never get sick of because scream's definitely one of them friday the 13th is a really good one that's one of my favorites i'm gonna say text chainsaw massacre again because wow. those are my three main favorites and would you say how many three is fine okay, if you got here, another one you think could give another one do you want to do the one Five total. You got okay, two five. more. It follows. Is really? Oh, wow. And then The Purge. Jeez, nice. those are great, great movies. I love those movies. I love that you love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As oh, well. it's but the I, best. I think that's that's one of it's our all time favorites. It's also so when you're watching it, it's kind of almost funny because the effects and everything are so outdated. It's not even that scary anymore. Yeah. Of course, watching it in Griffith Park in like an open space, it's pretty scary. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely still one of my favorites. What did you find scary about it, or what, what, what do you love so much about it? I feel like it's such a cool story. I don't think that there's anything quite like it. It's just so out there, and I love that. Wow. And what did you like about It Follows? That one scared me a lot. Yeah. That one was uh, pretty scary. That was it probably, was. out of all the movies that have come out in the past, probably like 20 years, that's one of those ones that we were just like, we were in the theater and we saw it, we're just, where has this movie been? This is amazing. I know, yes. The music so was great. It I had know, a soundtrack yeah. that sounded kind of like John Carpenter, like old Halloween music. Yes. Oh my God, Halloween, again, yeah. one of my top favorites. So good. So good. I want to talk about the seance. I heard, oh my God, yes. You did a seance. We went to New Orleans, one of our favorite places, and we did a seance in this room that's like this like 200 or something year old table. Whoa. You can sit in this table in this haunted room and you do a seance and it's crazy. We also, the Queen Mary, Queen Mary, we love that place. We go there like all the time. We went there for my sister's birthday like a few months ago and we did the seance on the ship in one of the old ship rooms. We did it like all over the ship and it was an unbelievable experience. I'm like just talking about it. You sit in this room and you, one person puts on headphones and a device, like a little reader thing. They hold a little reader and then it's like a channel and it goes through channels and oh, yeah. you can I've hear you spirit can, boxes. Spirit yeah. boxes. Yeah. My sister did it and she kept hearing that the spirit was saying, Come here, baby. Come here, baby. <laughs> and then like sometimes oh and then like some people some of them would be like, Why are you here? Get out. It was so crazy. And I was like, okay. Mm, but my sister did it and it was her birthday. And the one that I was doing it with us, she said, It's her birthday. Can you tell her happy birthday? And he said, happy birthday, baby. No Oh my way. gosh, no. It was crazy. <gasps> no But there was way. this one ghost that kept saying baby. 
Yeah, he was saying wow. baby to everyone. Even my guy friends went under and he was still saying baby. It was like so crazy. Odd. That's great. That's a good test of the spirit box, too, because what are the chances it would keep going back and finding the word baby? Because exactly. it's just scanning yeah. through. So that really shows like some and sort of personality, right? And then we did it in different right? rooms. We did it once Whoa. with this. There was this one little girl that really wanted to talk to us. It was a five-year-old girl. I forgot her name, but it was like Adriana or something like that. There was this five-year-old girl who loved me because I was the youngest in the group. And she kept saying, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. Whenever, because I was the one that started out talking to her. And then it would, we would move it to somebody else. And they'd be like, stop. I want to talk to her. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> I'm flattered, I guess. Wow. Is that like the scariest like paranormal experience you've had? Or oh, have you yes. had others? I, that was the only seance that I've done because in the seances that we've done before, before, I'm just like, you know, let me be all sit out on this one. That was one of the first seances I've done, and it was an amazing experience. So if you go to the Queen Mary, also we did this magic slash horror show with Aiden Sinclair. Oh, cool. At the, at the Queen Mary. If you're at the Queen Mary, go watch that. It was an amazing experience. Is there one experience that you've heard about that you'd like to try that you haven't yet in terms of, you know, the haunted attractions or haunted places? Yeah, or? there is one. There's this one that's this apparently my friend was talking to me about it i completely forgot the name of it but you're in this box but it's like this huge kind of box and you're like in there with three people and you're like trying to like get out and you like find clues like hidden in the box i have to figure out the name of it i'll email it to you guys or something yeah yeah but it's this it's like this box and you have to like find clues in the box my friend did it and she said it was crazy but that was one any terror thing that does that and i'm interested in just trying any haunted houses throughout the world and every time we go anywhere we're like haunted hotels or haunted houses near us there's this one in nashville that i also really want to try it's this haunted house you go through it's like the scariest haunted house ever because my sister's working in nashville right now and then at the end it's called like the money back haunted house it's like you go on like the roof or something and there's like a challenge where you have to like try to like if you jump off the roof onto a mat then you get your money back (laughs) whoa it's like this crazy thing it's called this money back haunted house in nashville we definitely want to do it while natalie's there they should do a daybreak haunt i'm surprised they haven't done that right Yes, you know, sure. especially around the perfect time of year, it would have been great. Yeah. People just go to escape rooms and you guys will just be there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Would you love to do more genre projects? I mean, you must be so psyched that you got a great taste of it with this Daybreak project. Yeah, I definitely want to do. I mean, Daybreak is more of a gory dramedy kind of. Sure. And I love doing scary stuff, obviously. And I love comedy. It's one of my favorite genres other than horror. I feel like I've almost kind of played all of them. I did a Nickelodeon show for a little bit called See Dad Run with Scott Bayo. I did Revenge as you said at the beginning yeah. and I did comedy and I did scary I love playing all the genres and it's really fun to get to go back and forth between them everybody you gotta watch Daybreak it uh, premieres on Netflix October 24th and it's amazing yes, everybody yes, love definitely it. go watch <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for thank joining you. us seriously it's been thank awesome. you so much <laughs> that was the Boo Crew Podcast episode 77 special thanks to our guest Olivia Allen Lind follow her at Olivia A. Lind on Instagram and at Daybreak on Instagram if you're listening to this at time of release, watch Daybreak on Netflix as of Thursday, October 24th. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying, see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Tim Timebomb, Leone D'Antonio, Lauren and Trevor Shand. Austin Wilkin and Rachel
Rachel Tejada. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Chen. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Chen. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network, home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full-cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.